late this afternoon, I wrote a story and put it up online, which says that Steph Potasik, head coach of the McMaster Marauders, will be leaving McMaster. It's a bit of a shocker. Will be leaving McMaster, a school he's led to three Vanier Cup appearances, one championship, three Yates Cups, winning seasons most years, a 21-game unbeaten streak, winning streak that is the longest ever in CIS history, on and on and on. He is leaving McMaster to join the Hamilton Tiger Cats as offensive coordinator. Remember, the Tiger Cats were at the last minute surprisingly needing an offensive coordinator because Tommy Condell back in April announced that he was leaving the team to deal with family issues. They found their replacement right here in town. It has certainly, I would think, and my next guest is going to say whether he agrees, I think it's going to be a huge pickup for the Ticats. I also think it's going to be a devastating loss for McMaster. But let's start with the first part of that. Joining me to break this down, a guy who knows CIS football, knows OUA football, knows CFL football. He is still involved in the game as a broadcaster, and he has been a uh, a player forever, and on and on and on. Mike Morreale joins me. Mike, how are you tonight? Not bad, Scott. How you doing? Uh, listen, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm. I'm a little bit surprised by the news that was turned up today because I always kind of had this thought that Steph Potasic was. I don't know why he's a very ambitious guy and he's a great coach, but I kind of had this image of him being this guy at McMaster that the program would always be around, rallying around and building it and keeping it as a national dynasty. Did you think that, or did you think that he would eventually want to take a chance at the higher level? You know what? I, I was surprised also, and I never really thought about that. That never entered my mind, maybe because I just thought that he'd be a fixture at McMaster for, for a long, long time, and I was literally sitting at the same table with him last night at the Mac Gala dinner, and of course, uh, you know, he wasn't about to share that information uh, yesterday. Uh, but Still isn't, by the way. Still, still isn't, by the way. He has not spoken to this yet. He's gone on radio silence, and the Ticats will neither confirm nor deny. Mac will neither confirm nor deny, but go ahead. It's happening. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> either, but I'll certainly, you know, I can, I can certainly comment on um, if it were and uh, or when it becomes true. And, uh, you know, I, I, look at, I look at the situation in, in a couple ways. And in one re- respect, um, I look at a real good foresight by Kent Austin and the Hamilton Tiger Cats because you're talking about, um, you know, an offense that Kent loves dearly and, and really has created and putting it in the hands of somebody that he trusts. And if he's going to reach out and ask uh, Steph Potasic to be the guy that he trusts, that that's a huge honor, quite frankly, knowing Kent like I do and, and and knowing Steph like I do, he's more than prepared for, for an opportunity like that. How, in your mind, and you've played in, as I say, all these different levels, how good a coach is Steph Potasic? I mean, we, we, we know that he's done well at the CIS level, and that may blind us a little bit because he was the first coach to ever win a Vanier Cup here. He had Kyle Quinlan, for sure, but nonetheless. Are we tricked by how well he's done in the university ranks, or is he really that great a coach? Well, you know what, I really think he did a lot of, uh, you know, he laid a lot of groundwork um, when he first went into coaching out west. And he, he's kind of spent a considerable amount of time um, learning the ropes and using his system and, and what I think he does better than anybody. And I had the, the opportunity to coach, uh, you know, as a receiver coach in, in 2007. Uh, I think it was one of his uh, second year in maybe at Mac. And yep. 
sit back and watch kind of the way he coached, and I was quite impressed. I mean, he just has a knack to, and he'll always refer to them as his, his student-athletes. So he has a knack to get those guys, um, you know, going in the same direction and really trusting and believing in each other and in him. And I, I think he's done a terrific job. Uh, certainly he's a winner, and he's, he's a winner because of uh, – everything he's done, uh, all the preparedness he has, and what he does and how he rallies the players around him and his coaches. If memory serves, you were a member of the Ticats when the Greg Marshall experience happened with the Ticats, when he left from McMaster to go there. Now, obviously, Steph is not going to step in as head coach, so, so there will be some fewer responsibilities, but what kind of adjustment does a CIS coach face when he goes and jumps into the pros? Because it's a different game, different life. Right. I mean, Steph's played pro, so I think he gets it. Um, the one major difference is that you're talking about, uh, you know, an offensive coordinator position versus a head coach. And when Greg came in as a head coach, he had to rely on the other coaches around him. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think there was some selections of coaches when Greg first came that hampered Greg's ability to, to last there even longer. Because I thought Greg did a really good job when he came in um, and made the jump pretty seamlessly he just i think his hands were tied in some respect but when i look at um the situation with steph i mean now you're you're learning and coaching and being alongside someone who knows the ins and outs that's not going to let you fail so i think it's a it's a much different situation i think it's a great situation um it, it certainly is a huge void for mcmaster um and one that uh, I don't think a decision that Steph would have made uh, lightly, that's for sure. No, and I want to get to that in just a second. Just before we get there, though, um, we have seen on the sidelines Kent Austin at moments in his CFL coaching career go a little snaky at the officials or at other things that happen. He's a passionate guy who can sometimes get a little hot. We have seen the exact same thing from Steph Potasic. Are these guys going to be able, when things get a little weird out there, are we going to see two guys staring each other down, or does Steph Potasic, as a as a coordinator now, have to rein that in a little bit more and just almost acquiesce to Kent Austin, knowing he's the boss? Well, I think it, that you know Steph is respectful of, of 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 who's in charge. I mean, Steph, if he's given the reins of the offense, he'll be in charge of the offense, and Kent's in charge of the whole operations of the team and all the functions that go along with it. And all all the coaches need to kind of understand that, and then they will. That'll be made known, I, I think. But uh, I think, like a coaching staff, just like a team, they have to work together. And uh, you know, I, I don't anticipate there being butting of heads, and if there is, it's in a constructive way, just mm. based on the way the two individuals approach the game. I mean, winning is very important, and preparation is very important. Um, but so is respect of, of your players uh, as well and, and, you know, the other coaches. So um, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, I don't know if I was shocked when I heard it. I was more shocked from a McMaster point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, wow, that is an impressive choice um, for the Hamlin Ticats to pick up somebody who, you know, theoretically is not supposed to get an OC job. And you know no, I mean? but knows the game and knows the Canadian game and has played the Canadian game and is familiar with the city. Doesn't have to move. That's right. And it, it, I think it's a very, very intelligent choice. I mean, why not? Yeah, he's he's proven it. There's no reason why his schemes could not work. And together with uh, what uh, Kent already has in place, I mean, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. I really do. Talking to, you know, I was going to say most, but literally all of. 
Stefan Potastic's players that I have over the years. I have never once heard a guy say anything other than comments that were almost reverential for the man. They, the, the McMaster players, I'm not overstating this, they love the guy. You know that. You're down there. You see it as well. Does he potentially, if this goes well, is this for him a stepping stone to a head coaching job, knowing how well he can deal in that position with university players? Could this become that for him? It's it's weird to, to think that way, but I mean, yeah, when you when you start getting up into the professional ranks and taking on a coordinator positions, you're one step away from being a head coach. That's just the natural progression. Now, it's going to take time, obviously, but you have now and, and he has to succeed. You know, just about every other position. But mind you, you know, Steph did it already. He just did it at the university level. So, um, you know, comparably speaking, he's put the time in. So, um, you know, it's good to see him rewarded in this way. You mentioned the McMaster part of this now, because that would be as great as this is, and as what I wrote today, as great as this is for the Ticats, and I really believe, as you do, that this is a great move for them. I use the word devastating for McMaster right now because this, uh, with the timing of this, and I, I don't think the Ticats, there was nothing they could do. Uh, Tommy Condell left. They had to find somebody. But the timing for McMaster stinks. they got to find a guy. And I don't think there's a guy like Steph Potasic out there right now. How, how does McMaster deal with this? As they're, they finish their spring camp, they're, the players have their playbooks, whatever else they're heading into the season. How do they deal with this? Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to take. I mean, it's going to be shocking to them. There's no doubt about it. Um, I I look at the decision that I'm, I'm sure, like I said, Steph uh, uh, fretted over. Um, I, I also believe that he would have left uh, McMaster in a position to be successful. You know, the recruiting's been done. Uh, you know, spring ball's been been completed. Now it's. But there's not a lot of time. Let's, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, maybe some of the more notable names that would come to the top of mind would a guy like John Behe, who is, you know, uh, very hands-on and running the offense alongside of, of Steph. But it's um, players will uh, obviously be a bit shocked. And it's like losing anybody. You lose a family member. It's When you're in the locker room and you're alongside a coach or a player for that period of time and every day of the week, when, when one of them is gone, it, it hurts. For you, when you, when you were coming into university, and the and the guys around you, your classmates who came in at McMaster, how much was the recruiting process about the school, and how much about it was the head coach who came and sat in your living room and talked to you and convinced you that you had to be at the school? You know, I, honestly, I wouldn't have gone to Mac if it wasn't for. I mean, it was there was one visit where I actually went to go visit the university and see what it was all about. Funny enough, living in Hamilton my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was great, but uh, it was the tenacity of Steve Bruno, who was the head coach uh, uh, at the time, and he harassed me for literally three years, and that's why I chose it. Like, I man, if this guy's trying this hard, then you know I need to check this thing out because all you want to do is be wanted, and there's no doubt that Steph and his coaching staff and the recruiting staff like literally want the kids to be there. They want them to be part of the team and part of the family of McMaster football. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a loss. It's it's. Let's see how this plays out. It's going to be very interesting. Well, it seems like with the success he's had and with the 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 character of the guy again that all of his players love. When he walks into a living room, he's got a, a, a an advantage right off the bat to convince the parents 
to send their kids and the kids to go there. That, that if anything else, and I mean, he was a good X's and O's guy and he's a great motivator, but that ability to say, you know what, you send your kids to, to McMaster and you know what, I'm personally going to look out for them. Yeah. That's a that's a big thing to try and find someone else who can do that and be as convincing with the parents. No doubt. I mean, that's one thing that 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 Steph does very well. I mean, he he makes you feel comfortable. You trust him and you believe in him. And you you do. If you're a parent, you're going to believe that 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 head coach, that person, that man's going to take care of my son. And uh, that's a, that's not easy to do. Um, that's just you know you're born with that type of. Uh, uh, a way of approaching people, so it's um, it's a major loss. Uh, it's a major gain on the same hand, and I, I really believe. Did we just lose Mike there? Mike, you still there? I think we lost Mike. Uh, we'll uh, we'll let that go because we're just about out of time in the segment anyway. I don't, oh, see, oh, you're still there. Sorry, Mike, we lost you for a sec there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said that, you know, with everything that's gone on with uh, Mac the last decade, they, they need to keep things moving. I mean, mm. there's, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to have to act fast, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Last thing before I do let you go. Uh, this I would think that with the success Mac has had, with the facilities now that are there now, that this will still be a pretty plum job for a lot of guys who would be interested in being head coach here. And so you do, you, you're right, you mentioned John Behe. He's the associate head coach. They could just say, John, you're it. I kind of suspect they will at least do a larger search than that. And that makes me wonder, when you look around, Mike, when you look at the game across this country, pro and CIS, is a head coaching job in the CIS plum enough that a guy who may be a coach in the, not a head coach, but a coordinator or a, uh, an assistant coach in the CFL might be interested in coming back here? Or once you go up, do you just want to stay up? Uh, I think it depends on the amount of time you've been up. So if you've been up and you're a more seasoned uh, assistant coach, let's say, um, or coordinator at a different level, then then maybe you you take the turn and you, and you say, listen, this is what's going to be good for me. I, you know, I'll get some tenure at the university and have a different environment. But that's not to say it's going to work because it's a totally different environment and totally different way of how you have to interact with with the uh, with the students and with the players. So. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's certain ones that are plum and, and Mac is definitely one of them. So they're going to garner some interest. The timing is, is, uh, a bit, uh, tight. Um, so, uh, n- nevertheless, uh, you know, I think there's enough people with enough connections in the McMaster football community that, uh, they'll have to start reaching out right away. Uh, coach Morialli? Well, boy, what, that has a nice <laughs> ring to it, but, uh, I don't know. I, I need some convincing, but uh, you know, if there was a, a program that I would do it for, it'd definitely be Mac. Mike Morialli, uh, Ticat, great. McMaster, great. Good guy. I mean, what else do you want? Thanks for doing this tonight. Really appreciate it, Mike. No, my pleasure. Have a great night.